Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a pleasure it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope you've spent some time studying your Bible, spent some time in prayer, and then before the sun sets, try to find somebody you can share the gospel with, and every day do those three things and just advance in your personal life and try to advance the cause of Christ here in our generation, and I believe God will be well pleased with that. I sure appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to make this broadcast a part of your day. I don't take that lightly, and I don't take it for granted, and I'm praying today that God will speak to your heart in a personal and powerful way, just unmistakably. Now, I don't know where you are, and I don't know what you're going through. I don't necessarily know what your need is at the moment. But aren't you glad that there's a God who knows all about it, the end from the beginning? Before we even know our need, God has what we need. And thank God for Him. He's a loving Heavenly Father. He says, casting all your care upon Him because He cares for you. And we can trust Jesus to know all about it. And I'm glad He cares all about our struggles. He'll guide till the day is done. And I'm praying today God will meet a need that you have. I don't know if you're riding down the road. Maybe you're at home. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's a day off, but you're listening to us. I pray God will just uh, just uh, snug up tight to you, and you'll snug up tight to him, draw nigh to God, and watch what happens. And I promise you this, you'll be blessed because of it. Now, we're in Acts chapter number 8. This will be our second study in the 8th chapter. And you'll remember that Stephen has been martyred for the faith at the end of chapter 7. A young man was standing there consenting to that stoning named Saul. Saul is an employee of the Roman government. He's also a rabbi. He's a Jew employed by the Romans. He's a Roman citizen. But Saul is anti the gospel, anti the cause of Christ. Saul is employed, in fact, to snuff out the gospel light. He's shutting down churches and imprisoning Christians. He is taking these believers of Jesus and bringing them before the council. And the Bible tells us that he was there to lend his amen to the stoning of Stephen. Now, remember how ravenous that council got. They gnashed on Stephen even with their teeth. Just a horrible display of how deep down sin will drive an individual. Now, in the beginning of Acts chapter 8, the Bible told us there was a great persecution against the church at Jerusalem. And that persecution, instead of stifling the work of God, spread the work of God. Like sparks from a fire, the gospel began to go into places that it had not gone before. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8 tells us they were to go to Jerusalem, yes, but then Judea and then Samaria, and eventually the uttermost. And here we find them being scattered, God almost like a mother bird shoving the baby bird out of the nest so it could spread its wings and fly, uses persecution providentially to propel the gospel further. And we're going to see it now, a man named Philip that'll take the gospel to a place called Samaria. If you've missed those prior Bible studies where we covered that content, or other content, all of that is available for you free on our podcast. Our podcast is found wherever podcasts are made available. Just go there, type in Striving for Revival, 
hit subscribe, and then you'll have instant access to all of the Bible studies uh, that we have done. And my prayer is that'll be a help to you. I know how life gets. <coughs> Excuse me. Sometimes you get busy, and you might not be able to tune in uh, on the radio, but you can always find us when you have the time to tune in there on the podcast. You can open up your Bible, take notes, and follow along, and maybe that'll be a help as we study our Bibles together. Now, we're going to begin in verse 5, speaking about this man, Philip. It says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So Philip, I like this. Philip is not deterred. Philip is not nervous. Philip is not hiding out. And Philip is scattered, no doubt, through the persecution. But Philip preaches the same thing that got Peter put in prison, the same thing that got John put in prison, the same thing that got Stephen murdered is what Philip does. Why? Because he can't deny it. He's been saved by the grace of God. For him to live as Christ and to die is gain. Woe is unto him if he preaches not the gospel. So he goes. He's in a strange country, a place maybe he wouldn't choose to visit, but he's there. He's in Samaria. And what's he do? He preaches Christ unto them. You study the Bible. Samaria is a country, often a region, here it says the city of Samaria. So we find that he's probably in this chief city of Samaria, and he's there and he's preaching. Revival is going to break out. I mean, Philip, brother, has the power of God on his life, and we'll see what happens. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake. How different is the reception of Philip than that of Stephen? Stephen's crowd wanted to kill him and did kill him. Philip's crowd listens, and they give heed. So Philip, this evangelist, has become a preacher here. He's a prominent Christian in the early church. He is also included in that list, if I'm not mistaken, of deacons there in chapter number 6, where it talks about, yep, Philip right there, Philip and Stephen. So we have these early deacons going out and preaching the gospel. They're not just sitting around telling the preacher how he ought to do it. They're out there doing it themselves. Oh, my, I like that. And so Stephen and Philip are preachers. Philip's here in Samaria. He's preaching. The people listen. They give heed unto what he's saying. And uh, let's continue on here. The Bible says the people with one gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Now remember, those kind of things would accompany the ministry of these early preachers and apostles because the book of Acts is a transitional period. It's a historical record. But it's a record in which we can learn about church history, but we don't really gain a lot of church doctrine for this dispensation out of the book of Acts. We can see some things in embryonic form, but remember, they don't have a completed New Testament. So God is using signs and wonders. Why? To validate the ministry of his church to the Jews, to preach to them, and also to validate the ministry to the world. An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. The Jews require a sign. So these miracles are being done. Philip is preaching. The power of God is on his life, by the way. That's a common denominator of all these early preachers. They have the power of God. By the way, that's something every preacher today can have, the power of God. The power of God to preach with power, to win souls, and to serve Jesus Christ. The power of God's on their life. Verse 6, And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Here's what happened. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Of course there was. 
when the power of God is present, when revival takes place, when folks are getting help and hope and saved, there's going to be joy. We live in such a an angry society, such a depressed society. Folks have to take pills to get through a day. Everybody's mad and a victim, vicious, right? What could change that? The power of God could change that. I'm talking about in the life of the Christian and also out there in the world at large. If we could see a manifestation of the power of God through a spirit-filled Christian, a church in revival, I tell you, there'd be joy bells ringing once again. Philip goes to this place, a strange place, no doubt to him. People are a little bit different. Their customs are different. Their religion is different. You know, the Samaritans were a mixed breed of Jew and Gentile. Their religion was paganistic Judaism, if you will. A lot of things mixed up and messed up. Philip's driven there, and he preaches Christ. God moves in a powerful way. These unclean spirits come out of people, folks who are broken and crippled. They're made whole. It's a good visual, physical picture of what the gospel does to a broken heart, broken soul. And there's great joy as a result. We ought to be, and let me just stop and say, we ought to be fervently praying for the power of God on our life. We ought to be praying for the power of God on our pastor, our preachers. You preachers, we ought to be praying for the power of God in our preaching. We ought to pray that when we have church, that God shows up, that the Holy Spirit is evident in that thing, that people can uh, hear from heaven. Why? Because if not, there's no hope and there's no joy. But if we could have the power of God, I'm talking about biblically being filled with the Holy Spirit of God, God could have liberty and right away to move. I tell you, sinners would get saved and prodigals could get restored. Broken things could get put back together. Amen. Things that we think are dead could be resurrected. I'm talking about things that have no hope in them. God could turn that thing around. But it all hinges on us having the power of God, having the boldness to preach the truth of Christ. It all starts there with Christ and with the gospel and a spirit-filled preacher. And the result is there's great joy. I tell you what your people need when they come to church. They need to leave with some joy. How are they going to get that? We're going to have to have the power of God. Well, that's all of our time for today. We'll continue in this chapter next broadcast. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.